Welcome to today's devotion on life this side of heaven. Dear friends in Christ, God's blessings to you as we celebrate together the festival of the Epiphany. The Word of God from Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Have you ever wondered how you might greet the Queen if you were to come face to face with her? According to officials at Royal UK, for men, this is a neck bow from the head only, whilst women do a small curtsy. Now, have you ever wondered what would happen if you didn't do this? Would you be locked in stocks? Would you be thrown into the dungeon? It may surprise you to know that the answer is nothing. In his book On Duty with the Queen, her press secretary, Dickie Arbiter, wrote, Bowing or curtsying when in the presence of a member of the royal family? Not necessary. Not unless one chooses to. In fact, he goes on to tell reporters of the Daily Telegraph, There is this sort of myth that comes from the annals of time that says whenever a member of the royal family went past, you did a curtsy or a bow. But there is no hard and fast rule, and if you can't do it, or don't feel comfortable doing it, or don't want to do it, that's fine. It doesn't mean you hold the queen in any less respect, and you won't be sent to the tower. Matthew tells us what took place when the wise men arrived in Bethlehem. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. But this was more than merely a tilt of the head or a small curtsy. A Greek word Matthew uses here indicates that they fell down to their knees. But have you ever wondered why the wise men did this? No one told them to do this, and nor was it coerced. Bowing and kneeling were common activities in the ancient world. However, at that time, it wasn't today's optional etiquette in the presence of a monarch. It indicated worship and service to God. And it was for this reason that God set in place the second commandment, saying, You shall have no other gods before me. And then indicating, You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above, or on earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. In fact, when John bowed before the angel in Revelation, the angel quickly admonished John, saying, Do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you, and with your brothers the prophets, and all of whom keep the words of this book. Worship God. And it's worth noting that kneeling isn't the only posture God's people have used in prayer and worship. In First Chronicles, we hear that the Levites stood in the morning and in the evening for prayer. In Second Samuel, when David came in prayer to God, he went in and sat before the Lord. Then again, when King Jehoshaphat led the nation in prayer, we hear, He bowed with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshipped before the Lord. When Jesus prayed in the garden, on the night before he was crucified, Matthew tells us, He fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And in Revelation, John describes the angels surrounding the throne of our risen Savior, who died for our sins and rose again to bring us salvation. He says, All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God. All this comes down to the posture of our hearts before God and is expressed in a variety of ways. Apart from faith, the bowing of the wise men would merely have been a gesture of antiquated etiquette. But in faith, it gave expression to profound reverence, deep joy, and lasting gratitude that they had in their hearts to God and their Savior there before them. And that's true for you and me as well. Whether face down in prayer, bowing in reverence, kneeling in homage, seated or standing in prayer and praise, not by force but in freedom from sin, death, and the devil, you and I come before the one who in love has come for us. No wonder the psalmist invites us then singing, 
O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Let us pray. Precious Savior, before you I bow again this day as my heart rejoices in your salvation. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you are listening to us by podcast or on Alexa, we invite you to browse the resources that are available on our site at lifethissideofheaven.org. God bless you and have a great day.